So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I do not have right here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. She's AWOL this evening. No, she's not AWOL. Uh, actually, Jean and family are on their way to uh, from Longueuil to Montreal to pick up a new member of the family. They're adopting a puppy. Uh, and... Uh, so I found that to be just incredibly synchronistic that uh, tonight is our monthly uh, uh, fun with Inez Martins, who is uh, a talented Akashic Records reader, gifted, but also a, a, a quite gifted animal communicator. And uh, Jane's off bringing home a new animal. So that's going to be interesting. Um, they're going to be moving and... Um, and I have a bigger place, and and uh, and and, uh, and for whatever other reasons that I haven't heard about, picking up a new uh, uh, shepherd, black shepherd, German shepherd, mostly I think. I, I mean, it's adopting, so no no papers or anything. But interesting to me, and 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 you know, those who've listened to the show know that I have little puppy Molly that runs around here, and uh, I'm Inez and I have talked about Molly, and Inez has talked to Molly. So now this big black German Shepherd is named Molly. <laughs> um, and she just she got on the internet and started searching. The SPCA wanted almost three hundred Canadian dollars for an adoption. And um, I know they have to care for the animals. They they always get them spayed or neutered before they let you adopt them. Uh, but that's way higher than the SPCA shelter down here. It just may be the cost of veterinary services in Canada. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not complaining. It just seemed exotic to me for a, a, an adoption. And uh, so she kept looking and kept looking and found one. Didn't even send me the link. Sends me the link to everything she ever reads. Uh, practically, we do that to each other. And so I've not seen pictures. I don't know anything about the dog except that it's named Molly. So... That'll be interesting. I told her it's bad enough. She talks to her little dog, uh, Chico, and Molly will come running into the room because there's a dog being summoned, I guess. And, you know, I said, now you're going to be talking to Molly, and that's just going to be crazy. So we look forward to having a lot of fun with that. And and, uh, uh, so without further ado, our our guest tonight has already laughed in, thankfully. Uh, That's our, our, our dear friend, 
sponsor, supporter, and uh, sister, Inez Martins. How are you, Inez? Hi, good evening. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you every month. Uh, we love having uh, uh, Q&A time, and the listeners love it too, and, and uh, some really amazing things have happened with you on. We've, I remember Wendy Martin and you know, I kind of communicate with, I don't know what to do. And she's off being an animal communicator now. So Yes, she is. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, before that show, she was talking to Jane and I, I think, back and forth, said, that kind of sounds like me. And I said, well, come see. And look what happens. You just never know when you make those everyday connections. So just briefly, for those that haven't uh, tuned in to one of your shows before, Inez, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and what you do. Okay, so um, I do a couple of different things. The first, my my I'm going to say primary work is the Akashic work, which is working in the Akashic records, looking at contracts, um, vows, agreements, those kinds of things alternate incarnations, uh, including also uh, programming and conditioning in this current lifetime. So basically everything that has an impact energetically onto or on your current life. So I, I work with also belief systems, etc., looking looking basically for stumbling blocks, things that are holding you back in your current life and that need resolution. And so that's the one side. Because there, there can really be uh, beliefs that say somebody's having a real hard time changing, and they've changed other beliefs in their life, so they don't understand it. And it could be related to a contract that needs to be released. Yes, correct, correct. Big, big subject, and that I'm bringing down to a few words, but yes, but essentially that is that is absolutely correct. And uh, all of these, you know, little contracts or also larger contracts and agreements really have an impact on our day-to-day life uh, to the point where, you know, we are at times on what I like to call the repeat button, where we keep repeating the same behavior or or keep having the same experience over and over and over again. And so I work with the resolution of that looking at what's going on behind the scenes. Why am I, for example, constantly in relationships that are detrimental to me? That kind of a thing. So I look at the undercurrents, what's going on behind the scenes, help with the dissolution of the contracts, and then help move into a more healthy and supportive um, truth. So um, uh, an experience that that, uh, is supportive of the person's movement forward rather than staying stuck. So that's the one side of the work that I do. And the other other main uh, work that I do is the animal communication, which basically means I bridge the gap between humans and their companions. I do also work once in a while, while with wild animals. And uh, so that there's a two-way communication street going on between the human and their companion. And I work in all areas, meaning the emotional area, behavioral issues. But at the same time, I also look at 
also in this arena contracts between the animal and the human, finding out why a dog, for example, has certain behaviors and then find you know, find what the reflection is because oftentimes our animals will reflect back to us what they're going through, basically what we're going through, they're reflecting back to us, if that makes sense. It does, and, and, and often making that connection, you can find some really important information for folks on how they can not just change their relationship with their animal, but change their own relationship to themselves. I, I think it's amazing. Yes, and then the other aspect that I work with quite frequently is end of life. So when an animal is ready to transition, they will um, they will often have a preference of how they want to transition, and oftentimes they will give detailed information of what it is that they would like to happen, and um, this is in in some ways when I when I do this kind of work. I also help with the grief, obviously, because there's a lot of emotional, I'm going to say, residue that comes up. Oftentimes, you know, feeling guilty and um, all of these things, including, as I said, grief and sadness. So I work with that as well and help with the resolution on that side as well. Beautiful. So we have uh, several callers on the line. I've got three callers. Two say they have questions. Um, don't forget that the one on your keypad raises your hand. It also pulls it back down if you change your mind. and You go, wow, I'm not talking to them. But I promise we're nice. We don't bite much. Um, the, the, there's no limit on the subject matter, really. Um, just be prepared. And this is probably going to tell you the truth. So... You know, the, the when's my boyfriend coming question could easily quickly turn into, well, what what have you done to get yourself ready for all that? But, you know, fair enough. That's part of the deal. So uh, ask anything you like, and between the two of us, we'll come up with something. No, that's not like that. Really, it, it is. It's, we run this show. We tell our guests when they come on. There's no limits to the subject. Same thing for guests that call in. So... I have, uh, I believe, Precious Eleven is on. Uh, Precious, is that you? Can you hear us? Hello, caller from 631. 631, you're on the line. Tell us your name and your question for Inez. Hello? Hi. Yes, are you doing general readings? Sure. Um, like about, you know, jobs or boyfriends or something like that? Yes. Okay. Um, when do you, I mean, going on a day, couple of dates, do you see anything happening? Uh, okay, I'm going to need first names. Otherwise, sure. it's going to be a little bit tricky. Sure. One, I went on a blind date um, last week, week and a half ago. It'll be two weeks since I've seen them. We're going to go on a second date. Saturday night, and another one has to call. He called again. He was supposed to call tonight. He was supposed to go on a first date. We met uh, dancing, and he asked for my number, but he's called. And his okay. name's Call. Nicole. And what is your name? My name's Suzanne. And then I like somebody named Sean, but I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Okay, so let's have a look here. Okay, I'm the. the 
the essence of what I'm getting right now is basically you're at a point in time where you're you you have essentially something what is often called like a smorgasbord of different possibilities in front of you, meaning you have different options available to you as in going out and you know take it's like a buffet you taste here and you taste there and then eventually you decide what it is that you are most comfortable with now i feel you know as i'm talking about this and as as i'm tuning into you um i i'm going to say to you that just i i would suggest that you go at this more from the perspective of not is this going to be serious, but can I have some fun with this? Um, because when you have that that frequency, when you have that vibra- vibration going on, that you really want to have a, a steady relationship. Okay, which is what I'm feeling that you're actually looking for. On on many levels, you're you're looking for a committed relationship. Okay. So, but what happens is when we're in that space, we're actually um, almost constricting the flow. So we're not allowing the flow to just be. So what I'm hearing for you, what is really going to be imperative is to go out on dates and just have fun. So enjoy the company, laugh, be merry, and just allow it to happen. Um, right now, as of right now, I'm going to suggest that you do not hone in on one specific person, that you just have that experience of going out with various different people. Because I feel that that is going to ultimately lead you to the person who is meant to be a long-term partner for you. Um, these Men right now that are, I'm going to say, in your energy field in this instant, uh, they feel, I'm going to say, okay, but you really, I mean, the ideal is really to have someone who's really, truly compatible. So not from the point of, I want to be in a partnership. It's the, the whole concept of, I want to be, I want to be Okay, by myself, and then bring in the person that you want. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, that's why I'm dating. <laughs> I I understand that, but it's it feels it feels to me very tense. Your 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 energy around dating is um, a little bit around intense. dating. It's just I had somebody here fix, try to fix my computer, my son's thing, and he overstayed and overstayed and overstayed. So I just had to get rid of him. Like oh, I'm like ah. Okay. All right. So um, it's really um, I, I feel that okay. My my experience here, or my what I'm what I'm picking up is that within the next three to six months, you will find someone who is suitable for what you are looking for. Um, but I'm really feeling that it needs to be very fluid, very effortless. Um, so not with the basically concept or the idea of I'm going out because I want to meet the one, but I'm going out so that the opportunities can come to my door. Well, that's what I do. If you don't go out, they're not going to come knocking on your door, so I go out. 
I understand that. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to explain the, the difference in um, between, basically between going out with the, the specific concept of getting into a firm relationship. It's saying, but of course I'm just going to go out there and date, but then before you know it, they're going to want to sleep together, and you're not going to sleep with people who are not going to be serious. So, yeah, I can have fun, fun, fun until I meet the person that is going to be serious. Yeah, I see. We're just dating right now. Yes, but then you, have, you are in hopes of getting the one that's going to be relationship, because then it's just dating it, and trying to scatter yourself between people. There, okay. I'm I'm just going to mention this as well. There are a lot of um, undercurrents going on with with you, where I feel that you might not be totally at peace with yourself at this point in time. No, your, I am. I'm just tired. That's all. I, maybe I shouldn't have called in. I'm just tired, that's all. Okay. All right. So I wish Thank you all you. the best. best. All right. Thanks, Suzanne. Oh, there she goes. All right. All right. Yeah, so that's why I made the fair warning disclaimer is, you know, sometimes the boyfriend issue is not all about the boyfriend. I know my girlfriend issues are never all about the girlfriend. They're so often about me and reflections about me and, so it's true what they say about you got to love yourself before you can love somebody else. You got to get square with yourself before you can be square with somebody else. I think. Yes, definitely, and it's really it's it's really a matter of of finding that what I like to call divine love within yourself, and it it you know once you find it within yourself, it really gets reflected back to you in all your relationships. So that is really what I always suggest, that you work on whatever is going on in your own life, find peace within yourself, and find within yourself that also that inner knowing. And, you know, start working on the wounds, the 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 issues that you have. Because usually when we date, the part of the issue is that we, you know, we have specific wounds, specific issues, and we draw in people who fill that wound. And really, a long-term, positive, uplifting relationship is not about filling wounds. It's about being really at peace with yourself and basically being two separate halves and and then coming together and just co-creating together. But you're both both parts or both partners need to be complete on their own for that to truly work. Absolutely. Okay, we have uh we have several more callers, so okay. uh we'll roll right down the list. Uh for those that might be listening and not in the chat room, the number to call in is area code eight oh five two four three one three one eight and uh we love to play so Bring your uh, questions from crazy to mundane. All right. Caller from area code 630. Area code 630, you're on the air. Tell us yep. your name and your question. Eric. Hey, Jason, is that you? Yep, that's me. Hey, what's going on, bro? I just made some food, actually. Oh, excellent. I like food. Food's my friend. Um, all right, so do I just ask a question? Hi, Jason. Go Hi. ahead. Well, sure, if you've got a question for Inez, that would be great, and then we're, uh, I'm going to let you 
take a couple of minutes right at the tail end and tell folks about all the cool stuff you got going on because you're going to be coming back on the show soon and talking about that. Hey, hey cool. Um, well, I found it really interesting about the helping animals transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dog, she's getting pretty old, and she has, like, arthritis. She has, you know, weight problems. She has joint problems. And she's really kind of getting towards the end of her life cycle. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if you have any advice on how I can make it most pleasant and comfortable for her in her last few years. Okay, so um, may I please have the name of your dog? Yeah, her name is Princess. Okay, and Princess. Okay, and uh, what is uh, what what kind of a dog is it? She's an English Springer Spaniel. Okay, and how old is she? I think she's about 14. We actually got her from some of my parents' friends who weren't taking very good care of her, so nope. they didn't really know. Okay, so let me just uh, tune in here for a moment. Um, okay, have you noticed that her eyesight is going as well? Yeah, actually, we just noticed that. Yeah, okay. Um, she's she's showing me that. That's something that she's um, still adjusting to. Um, that's that's something that she's really that she's having a little bit of issues adjusting uh, to, and she does have one request around that: that you please do not move furniture until unless it's absolutely necessary. Okay. Okay. So that's just her request. Um, the more consistency there is, the easier it is for her to navigate. Okay. That's, okay, that's understandable. Um, that's the one thing that she's saying. Now, other than that, um, yes, she does have a lot of arthritis. I do feel um, that her her bones are what you would call the equivalent to creaking. Um, so it's you know it's it, she's she's a little bit tired. Um, you know she, what I'm hearing from her is that she's going to let you know when she's ready to transition. Um, I am getting the feeling that she will require help, so it will be it, it will be a little bit on the difficult side for her to naturally transition. Okay, uh-huh. so you might you might need a vet. Now, um, I, I know there are two completely different schools of thoughts around this. The one school of thought is that that is uh, something that you don't do. You don't help animals transition. That's that's one school of thought, and the other school of thought is yes, you do that, you you do it, and it has basically it is supportive for the animal. Now, what I'm hearing is that she's uh, she's very attached, she's very very attached to her humans. There's um, an incredibly strong bond. I can uh, I see the, the the image that I'm getting is of her face uh, nestled against. Um, uh, her human's face. Okay, so I'm 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 seeing that that's something that she loves, uh, just being being close by, um, just that comfort that that knowing that being taken care of. She enjoys hearing that she's loved. That's something that's very very important to her that she hears this on a regular yeah. basis, as she's telling me. <laughs> And uh, she feels very gentle, very docile. Um, but again, 
the transitioning, this is going to be a little bit bit tricky because it really depends on um, on a different circumstances. But what you can do is just continue what you're doing right now. Really, you know, spend one-on-one -on -one time with her. That's the most important thing to her, that you spend one-on-one -on -one time with her and just allow allow yourselves together to be so with no agenda with no no this has to be done or that has to be done but just you know spending time together sitting together allowing just the energy simply to flow and mix and meld between the two of you that's really what she desires most mm. do you have any other right. specific Wonderful. questions um yeah, I was wondering if I don't have any specific questions, if, but if you had anything, you know, you talked about contracts. If you see anything, I don't know, important. Okay. In, <laughs> it's it's yeah. very very interesting. Um, she feels to me um, as though she's been in your life to really support you. Um, I do feel that you have a strong bond with her, and the support is in you know it's it's. It, very interesting. The way she's putting it to me right now is to keep him in the moment. Uh, so to keep you in the moment. So when your thoughts and um, when your thoughts and your mind wander off, it feels to me like one of her contracts, especially when she was younger, was to bring you right back. Meaning, bring you right back into the moment and to dista distract you from going off into your thoughts. Um, now, the other thing that I do hear is that um, around contracts, it's more or less the essence I'm hearing is we're really basically done with those contracts because she's at that point in life, you know, with 14, where there really isn't, you know, where that's not that imperative. It's basically the next companion you're going to bring in is going to bring in new con new a new set of contracts. Mm, okay. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right. And um she wants you to know that she loves you very much. That's very important to her. And um I I don't I'm not quite sure why, but I do see um soft toys. Um as in, you know, stuffed animal toys kind of mm -hmm. thing. Uh, she's showing me that, that that's something that she would like or that she likes, oh, yeah. she enjoys. But uh, I'm not seeing her as, you know, at this point in, in her life, I'm not seeing her as a, um, you know, running high-energy dog, obviously. I see her really as very <laughs> mellow uh, and very, you know, very calm. And, and um, you know, she's showing me that... and I. I you know, with time, companions and time is always a little bit tricky because they don't have a concept of what was yesterday, what was a year ago, and what is today. But what I do see is that she's showing me, you know, her her behind, like her behind wagging and just being very joyful. And that says to me that she's really very content and very happy with you and where she's been. And she's very, very grateful. This is uh, she's. Making this very clear, she's very, very grateful that you um, saved her out of the situation. And what Wonderful. I'm hearing is that that this was meant to be, 
and um, she's she's filled with gratitude, filled with appreciation, um, and um, the words that she uses are uh, golden years. My golden years were truly golden. Awesome. So she's very happy, and you've you've done a really, really, really wonderful, wonderful job with her. You really have. So I, I'm I'm going to suggest that you that you continue to enjoy her to the fullest, and then when she's ready, um, the image I'm getting is that she she's just going to basically put her paw on you, look you deeply into the eyes, and 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 tell you it's time now, and it's it, and and if if that is something that you that that you're okay with, then go ahead and. Um, and help her with the transition. She'll, she she would be very, very grateful for that, too. Okay. Okay? All the best to you. Thank you. You, too. All right. So, Jason, just if you had 60 seconds, uh, I know Leslie's in the chat room, and y'all are talking about uh, a necklace. Uh, yep. You make wands and other uh, gemstone and crystal items, not just jewelry. That I do. So yeah, you want me to talk about it for just a little bit? Yeah, give us just a just a quick one minute, minute and a half. What's your elevator speech about what you do? Well, I create energy wands used for Reiki healing and protection. I also create jewelry, uh, pendants with crystals and gemstones. I'm going to be on vacation for next Monday until the 3rd, so I won't be able to make anything or send anything out that time. But when I come back, I'll have a lot of new crystals and a lot of new jewelry. So I guess look look out for us, and we have a lot of new stuff coming out. That's excellent. And... Um... Jason's going to be with us in August, uh, and so you will want to tune in for that so you can see what he, what all he's got going on. But uh, why does the link not want to come up? There it is. Ta-da. I find the link to Celestial Wands. It's just www.celestial-wands.com. And uh, you can also look for Celestial Wands on Facebook. Uh, you'll find him among the likes on my page and Everyday Connections page and Changemakers page and everywhere we can put it because he does it beautiful, beautiful work. And, uh, I, I mean, right back to the, like, the first – this is the first t- rap I made, and you look at it, and it's, it's awesome. So it's just going to get more awesome. Yeah, there you go. Hey, well, thank you. Well, and- thanks, Jason. I'm going to throw you back on the couch because we have more callers in the queue. All right. I'm going to stay. All right. Excellent. I'm not surprised that it it came out that uh, Princess is quite pleased and that Jason's done a great job. He's (laughs) Well, he's just just a very loving critter, Jason Mm -hmm. is, and uh, uh, his pieces have a lot of love in them. I have one of his pieces, a necklace. Uh, that he made for me, he picked out the crystals and and wrapped them, and it's amazing. Yes, that last word was namaste. It didn't didn't come out very clear. He says, but uh, yes, he did. And I see you would be how I'd answer that. The American version, sort of. 
the natives with their I see you. <clears throat> All right. Well, our caller has been on hold now for t- some 21 minutes, but it's also about time to take a break. So I don't want to cut our caller short. Um, but we'll take this brief break. Uh, and, uh, and and be right back, and then call her from 712. You're our first up on deck, so hang in there with us. Uh, we're going to have a little short message, uh, a plea, actually, uh, from our missing gene. Uh, things, complications in life also happen, and uh, uh, so I know that she would like to remind folks that we just we we just can't keep doing this uh for free and uh but that doesn't mean money that you can come tell us your story you can invite your friends you can there's so many things that you can do that just spread the energy as long as the energy is spreading we're in for the long haul so we'll be back in about 4 minutes folks stay with us Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
All right. There we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's supposed to let me talk when I push the red button, but sometimes it just spins. It's uh, interesting. That was uh, our new, one of our newest family members here. Her name is Jolene. I've put her link into the uh, chat. It's also uh, a really easy one. It's just Jolene, J O E L E E N World dot com, and uh, uh, she's got a great album. She's gonna come visit with us August, September. We're working on dates um, because she's a busy lady, and uh, but some very interesting tunes. And we've always wanted to be able to play Aquarius, and now we have permission to do so. So. Very, very cool. All right. Ready for the next question, I suppose? Yes, for sure. All right. Caller from area code 712. Area code 712, tell us your name and your question. Hello, it's Genevieve. Genevieve. Hey. Hi, Genevieve. Hello. Um, I don't have a – I actually wanted to ask you two things. One isn't very specific, but um, I guess – is there anything you feel like you need to tell me to, I guess, further my spiritual evolution in any way? Okay, let's have a look here. Um, I, all right, I'm hearing that you are, uh, you're pretty much, pretty firm already in your path, correct? Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So um, you're you're doing pretty well. The um, the words they're using is keep, are keep on trucking. <laughs> so keep on trucking along, meaning you're you're on the right path. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm I'm just feeling like the expansion or the path that you're on is going to uh, increase in velocity over the next few months quite significantly. So wherever you're at right now, what I'm feeling is that it's just going to increase and you are going to have those experiences come to you that you most need. Um, I do need to put in one one little thing, though, that I'm hearing is you do need to also focus on self-work, meaning working on yourself, not just helping other people. <laughs> yeah, okay? definitely. Yes, okay, that's a big one for you because as you work on yourself and as you, as you focus and hone in on, to, on that, what you're actually doing is you're not just increasing your own frequency, but you're, you're increasing the frequency of everyone around you as well. So it's that's the one thing that I'm hearing that is important for you at this point in time. So helping other people is a is a phenomenal thing, especially because it brings to you usually those cl clients that you need most for your own evolution as well. So that's that's a wonderful thing. But what I'm hearing here is really the 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 focus on you know what we what we sometimes call uh you know walking our talk so meaning that everything that we that we tell others to do we also need to do ourselves and that's that's the the one thing that i'm hearing that is going to be most beneficial for your own evolution and for your own speedy evolution is to focus on what's going on in your own life 
and uh, balancing out healing wounds. Um, you know, some people call it shadow work. Other people call it, you know, working with wounds. Other other people call it, uh, you know, dissolution of programs and uh, conditioning. Those kinds of things. That that's basically what you what uh, what this current um, I'm going to say climate is about in general, but specifically for you as well. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. I've noticed myself, especially lately, falling into old thought patterns of like yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, that's oh, exactly that, that's so this is this is actually quite brilliant because yeah, you what so <laughs> what's so brilliant about this is that you're noticing it. Um in that noticing lies your true power because as you know this notice it, you can stop yourself from doing it and then work on the clearing, work on the release and then by doing that you're actually going to then be able to create a new updated i'm going to say a new updated positive way of being so that's that's what your current uh, your current uh, life lesson is about from what i hear <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense um and i actually have a question about one of my dogs okay um one of my dogs his name is hercules he's a jack russell terrier schnauzer mix and okay. he was abused um quite badly, mm-hmm. and um, when he was a puppy, and he's about three or four now, and he's really aggressive, and um, like when I have people over at my house, he always like bites him, <laughs> and like, okay. so, yeah, I don't I don't know, I've just kind of like, the only thing that works with him is like, I have to get like a squirt gun and like point it at him, and I'm like, no, but I like, I don't like doing that, mm-hmm. I, but I just, I don't know. Any insight there? I guess to his yeah. Aggression. How could how, how could she help Hercules to be a little more comfortable? Sounds like Hercules is on edge. Okay. For, for, first, I'm going to make a suggestion, and you're going to think I am totally crazy. Uh, I'm going to make the suggestion suggestion that you choose a different name. Um, there's a lot of power in names. I know. I know. Like that's why we named our next dog Zen. <laughs> Uh, so when you when you have a a powerful name as Hercules, um, it's mm, I, I'm going to say that's already sort of like making a specific pathway for a dog uh, or for any other animal. So I, I'm going to suggest that you consider, and this is just consider changing the name to something that is much more mellow and much more um, in tune. What to in tune with what you are looking for in a dog because i'm feeling that the the aggression um is at the same time also a signal of an imbalance going on so he is out of balance and the way that this usually works is that when a companion is out of balance it is nine times out of 10 a reflection that the human is out of balance yeah. Now yeah. I'm obviously not saying that you're biting people, okay? <laughs> Want to make that clear? <laughs> um, but it's the key is going to be to again work on yourself and to create within yourself 
a more balanced lifestyle. Um, I, I feel as I tune into your energy um, that you are in need of grounding. Uh, and um, and if when you are it, it, the thing is, and when you're when you're much more grounded, then it's um, you know then the energies around you settle down quite significantly as well. So the essence here is ground for you. I'm going to start with you and then go to Hercules. Um, yeah. First is to 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 ground. And to work on those issues that we talked about earlier, about, you know, the patterns, et cetera, that you've been finding, clear those out, become more in tune and balanced yourself. Uh, and that's going to have a direct effect on your dog, Hercules, um, as well. Now, he does feel to me like he could use um, a supplement, now, I'm not a vet, so I'm just giving you this as the information as he gives it to me. Um, he is wanting something in the lines of uh, either Valerian root or St. John's worth. Either one of those two, which are going to, that is going to calm him and calm his nerves a little bit. Um, the other thing that I'm hearing that might work is a um, uh, it's it's a specific type of a collar. It's called a pheromone collar, and what it actually has is the the collar smells like um, uh, like what what. Essential oils? <laughs> no, it's not essential oil oils. It smells it's like a, a mother. Uh, yes, exactly. Thank you. That's just exactly. The the mother dog, uh, when she gets puppies, has pheromones, and that calms the puppies down. It, it calms them oh. and makes them feel at ease. And so that's what I'm hearing. That that's something you might want to get for your uh, for your Hercules to help him a little bit. At the same time, I also feel. Uh, do you work? Do you work with rocks and stones and minerals? Yes. <laughs> okay, so you might want to work with those on him as well. So use some of those um, rocks and stones and minerals to uh, neutralize some of the energies. I'm, you know, as I'm looking at my stack of stones right here, so to speak, um, my eye is caught by rose quartz. That's going to help him neutralize some of the, those energies and yeah. become more heart-centered. And this is interesting because that's also something that is going to help you um, because part of the releasing of these old patterns, etc., is about becoming heart-centered. Um, so, so it, it, again, it, it goes in, in stages. So as you help yourself, you automatically help Hercules as well. Yeah, that's funny because I used to, um, for uh, a brief period, I would, when Hercules was sleeping, I would put rose quartz and, like, clear quartz on him. And I would, like, talk to him and meditate and, yeah. And leave yeah, actually, so uh, I I noticed that with Hercules, like, um, I don't know, like, he, I noticed that he does get affected by, like, the energy around, but he's, um, I don't know, he's either sleeping or, and when he's awake, he's, um, either trying to go back to sleep or he's just on edge all the time. And I know you said it's like a, um, 
it's usually like a reflection of the owner. But I noticed that um, when when I'm in balance, he's as well. But also in times when I'm feeling balanced, that he is um, unbalanced still. Okay, so this is this is interesting because as you're telling me this, um, I, I'm I, I'm going to say that what I'm hearing, which is um, that his his energy does actually feel a bit different when you're when you're in balance. So not in imbalanced, but in balance. Um, yeah. I, I I can I can feel that, and but what's what's key here is that he he also needs a lot of emotional support. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's going to be uh, that requires a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of this does have its origins in the abuse. Which yeah. is, I, I, I know we do need to talk about that as well, because I can, I can feel that there's a tremendous amount of fear um, of being abused, but also of being abandoned. Yeah, okay? because my, the person who abused um, my dog also um, abused his brother, like my dog's brother, and and then eventually um, took his brother away. And instead of like being sad, my dog just became very anxious and on edge. I yes. think that's what's up to So so this is something to consider as well. Um in in the long run. It might be an idea. Um if you let's let's put it this way. If you if you get if if you get Hercules Hercules to the point where he's a little bit more mellow. Okay. What I'm hearing, what would be beneficial, is actually to bring in a very mellow, very sedate second dog. Um, this is something that you can consider. It's not, you know, we always have free will, and it's not, you know, something that's an absolute necessity. Um, but I feel like the, the abandonment is is one of the core issues, and and I feel that when you when you see him acting. When you see him acting out of sorts, okay, um, you automatically get anxious, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's illogical. I mean, this is a, a human nature that we get anxious. Okay, so what happens is when you get anxious, he feeds off of that anxiety and thinks, and this is this is a totally irrational thought, but this is what is happening. Reinforces. It re exactly it reinforces the oh my gosh my human is anxious something must be really wrong and so he goes even stronger into the anxiety. Yeah, and then I actually so, saw that like the dog whisper like they can feel your energy and I'm like I was aware of that but I was like wow I didn't know I had so much like <laughs> like effect on my dog I was reacting that. <laughs> your, your energy um, to me, as I'm as I'm talking to you, is um, what I call, you know, it's 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 a it's a pretty high high energy. Um, not as I said, not 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 exactly what I would call a mellow energy. Okay, <laughs> I, <laughs> so it's 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 high velocity. It's um, and it it's um, a little bit on the on the um, Okay, they're using the word zippity doodah energy. <laughs> okay, so I'm just I'm just using the word that I'm hearing, all right? Yeah. So zippity doodah energy is um 
very high, okay, very high, in, mm, a little bit on the high strong side, let's put it that way, uh, to, to put this into human words, into words that we can understand a little bit better. So what I'm hearing is that as you mellow that down, as you work on your own, um, you know, your own balancing and your own healing of wounds, etc., that is actually going to help with the entire situation as well. Uh, but when you, when basically he goes into a panic or he gets into an anxiety state where he starts the biting, etc., what happens is that you are going to need to be completely calm, and I mean really completely calm, and just take him out of the situation, okay. physically take him out of the situation, and that's going to shift everything. Okay. All right? Stand stand there in, in, in peace and offer that as an energetic alternative. Exactly. Yeah, I actually, Beautiful. I worked on that for a while when I stayed at my dad because he's really good with training dogs. And, like, he was introducing my dogs to his dogs, and I was, like, freaking out. And he's like, if you can't recall him, you know, go outside or something because, like, they'll react the same way you do. And I, and I was just doing mood rubs, and I was like, I can do this. You can. I'm actually a lot better than I was. But I can see that I still have some way to go. <laughs> Well, I, I, I do. I think we all do. There's never yeah. an end to that. Uh, but Always for improvement. what a cool lesson that you and the dog are both going to come away with because that's really kind of key with, you know, living in the world right now, I think, is the ability to hold your peace, stand in your peace amidst chaos. Definitely. Because yeah. it's kind of... When one thing dissolves, I mean, there's a whole new system that's just sort of in the wings. You meet some of these people and that's ready to come in, but the old one has to kind of fall apart. And that that's, you think about it, that's the way, like when you a relationship ends and then you go through some stuff and then a new one starts. It's always a, a fun ride. What did you say earlier, Inez? In, uh, increase in velocity? Yes, increase in velocity. That's those are the words I'm hearing. I, I've been hearing them all evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I can. There's one one other little uh, uh, comment that I do want to make, and um, that is really I, I do want to um, reiterate the um, the concept of grounding for you that's really yeah. really going to be a huge key for you and you can do that you know by going out in nature being amongst the trees you can do that by using onyx or any of the other grounding stones it doesn't really matter there are many different ways but the coming to basically quieting the mind quieting the mind that's the that's going to be the key and centering yourself that's going to help you tremendously yeah, that's funny because I I did like a I'm starting a 21 day meditation challenge as mm-hmm. of today, and I did the meditation like uh, a few minutes before this started, like your radio show. Okay. So, yeah, good. It was helpful. Good. So that's perfect synchronicity right there. That's your confirmation that you're on the right track. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. All the best to you. And likewise, so, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So awesome for you to join us. Uh, 
again. You're gonna have you guys are gonna have to come back on the radio and tell us what's going on. Lots yeah, of fun definitely. stuff, I'm sure. Anyway, <laughs> I put uh, put your link up in the in the uh, chat room and also a link for I sent it to you on Facebook too for the pheromone collar. Uh, I didn't use a collar, but when Cassie uh, was getting older and she she had a lot of anxiety around thunder and loud, unexpected noises, and it had been reinforced over time. It, it, even I would, you know, did the wrong thing at times and tried to comfort her in her anxiety, and that just makes them more anxious. Mm-hmm. And um, and she got some really nice relief from. I had a pheromone spray, and I would yes. spray it on her on her bed. Mm-hmm. Um, to sort of like make a spot, um, and it was like I don't know. It was like puppy Valium a little. <laughs> <laughs> it really did help with. Um, yeah, I mean she would she would go to her bed in a thunderstorm and just sit there and shake so hard that I thought she was going to shake herself apart, and. She still had to go to her bed and hide from thunderstorms, but she'd get there and sort of feel safe and right. not shake so hard. Um, you know, she was quite, she was older by the time I started doing the right thing, and and uh, and uh, so she never quite shook that, that fear, but it's like it created a safe base for her to go to. And uh, I didn't even, I... I didn't even see collars. I just saw the spray and and went with it, and it worked wonders. So, uh, might be a good deal. Definitely, and it's you know it doesn't it doesn't matter what form it is in. It just it, the key is really just to to um, you know as you said yourself, create that safe spot, and uh, the the ceremony is just it's it's just a wonderful tool. Very cool. Uh, I keep putting myself on mute because otherwise you can hear me typing. So, uh, <laughs> so y'all still uh, tearing it up over at Oneistic or Oneistic or it's Oneistic, right? Well, funny thing that you mentioned that today um, because we actually just got taken off the site today due to um, legality issues of us being under the age of eighteen because um, I don't know, like. Some stuff different in Costa Rica now, or something. I don't really, not really for sure, 100. percent But like last time we were on Everyday Connection, we mentioned that we were gonna um, start up our own website, and I think that's uh, kicking the butt from the universe. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I think you guys <laughs> will do fine with your own site. Uh, you are full of energy, uh, and let's pick that one up. That was not difficult to pick up. <laughs> very, very cool. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah. It's great to hear from you. And like I said, you guys come by in August. or I think we're off in August scheduling maybe a day or two left in August. Uh, Jason has to pick one, and then I can send you all some dates if you want to come by. All right, sounds good. 
tell everybody about the new move, whatever it may be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. Right. Take care. You guys, too. Bye. All right. And I do have another caller on the board. I'm pretty sure that it's Zach and no hand up, so that means you're just listening. Um, and uh, But I I can bring you on. You can even talk about, you know, how come us guys don't do certain things. Um, but it's right about time to take a break. And... Um, uh, so we'll, uh, I suppose, do that and then uh, come back. And if we don't have another caller uh, by then, I want to hear if you can uh, if you can get anything about uh, Jean's new family member. Okay. Because that would be kind of cool. I told her we were going to talk about her because she wasn't here. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know any I don't know any of the crazy stories that or at least none that I'm willing to admit to. <laughs> Every all the crazy stories we experienced together pretty much are in the her book Crashing Back to Earth. So we'll uh we'll play one of her favorite songs and we'll be back in about five minutes. Stay with us folks. And now, a word from our sponsors. All things are ruled and shaped by patterns. Every moment is filled with symbolism and synchronicity. Understanding the symbols that shape our lives can provide us with guidance and a greater sense of freedom as we gain the ability to navigate the subconscious. Mama Webb draws on 16 years of research into world mythology, theology, symbols, tarot, archetypes, and natural healing, combining that knowledge with intuition, personal experiences, and witnessing journeying, supporting over 700-plus clients on their paths to peace. Mama Webb is able to provide unique insight into the forces that guide our lives and shape our worldviews. You can find Mama at mamaweb.com or call 1-855-WEBB. The life of a creator can be challenging without the support of a loving family. When your inner child calls, will you have the courage to answer? If you're looking for a safe place to play in the artistic energy of life, a place where you can be embraced for all the beauty that you naturally hold within, then the inner child family is the perfect place for you. A safe haven for artists, poets, and musicians, this uniquely accepting group of individuals is waiting to welcome you with open arms. Be it support that you seek, publishing assistance, or just a fun, friendly place to hang your virtual hat, you've found a second home in Inner Child. Go home to IamInnerChild.com. Are you looking for answers, clarity, and relief? Are you seeking resolution to the issues in your life that are leaving you feeling confused, upset, and out of control? Are you experiencing the same situation over and over again? Are you ready to move forward and let go of what no longer works? Or is your mission to bridge the gap between human and animal, allowing for the relationship between you and your companion to deepen and flourish? With the help of the gentle guiding hand of Akashic visionary and animal communicator Inez Martin, you can find the answers that you are looking for. Open your heart to the possibilities by visiting Inez at VisionaryLifeConsultant.com. And now for some irregularly scheduled music. 
Push the button, Rick. The song's over. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. That was our uh, dear friend, Ina V, who uh, is doing some magical things over there. And uh, that's shortly after she was last with us, signed a record deal and uh, just doing wonderful stuff. But uh, you can visit her at inav.com and check out the Peace Prayer Project, which is, that was the Peace Prayer song, and uh, Earth Prayer. And the Earth Prayer Project does some magical environmental stuff if you uh, download the song for 99 cents. So there you go. So while we're on, we had our sponsor bit, and and, and now I've just pitched Inovia a little bit. Uh, Before we uh, try to see if we can find out anything about the new member of Gene's family uh, that is willing to be revealed (laughs) with her not here, uh, tell everybody a little bit about, uh, again, about, uh, but more specifically, the services you offer, and I'll put your links up in there, uh, visionarylifeconsultant.com, it's just spelled just like the three words, folks, visionarylifeconsultant.com. What can folks find? What can you help folks with? Okay, so there are a number of different things that I do offer. Um, I do offer also intuitive readings, meaning if you are just looking for guidance and direction in your life, that is something that I, I do. This is not a not your typical, what I want to call, psychic reading. This is more of a, um, you know, a guidance and support system to help you find clarity, especially if you are, for example, at a junction in your life where you need to make a decision. That Those are things that I can help you with by becoming clear what it is that is going on, you know, in the bigger picture. So I don't just look at the specific situation, but I look at everything that is basically surrounding it as well. So I do that. Then I work with um, the Akashic Records, and I have two lines of work that I do in in them. One is the are the regular clearings, where I basically l- go into your records, look what's going on, what types of contracts you have in place that are that may be holding you back, that are um, creating experiences of repetitive behavior or um, or other experiences where you're you're feeling as though you're you're unable to move forward basically the essence of the feeling is you're stuck and you don't know why and you want to know what's going on so what I do in the clearings is I go in and I look at the energetics around it and find out what contracts are in place. Now, some of the mm, standard ones that you've all probably heard about is a, you know, um, uh, are, um, uh, for example, a vow of poverty. That's not as often as people think it is. So basically, when you have that in place, what happens is that you are unable to bring in abundance. That's just an example. Uh, There are other ones that are different in nature that can keep you from going into a fulfilled relationship. Or there are some that, that infringe on free will, those kinds of things. 
So that's the, the one part of the Akashic Record clearings that I do. At the same time, I also look at life purpose, life lessons, all of these little things that you know, come up on a on a regular basis for people that they really just want to know. Okay, so why am I here? What is the you know what is my my highest joy? What what is it that I'm meant to be doing here? So questions like that will be answered as well. And I also look at specific relationships between you and, for example, a parent, or between you and your partner, to find out why the two of you have, have come together, what is behind, what is going on behind the scenes, why are the two of you triggering each other, etc. And then we look at belief systems and we do an emotional clearing as well. The other type of clearing that I do is the karmic matrix clearing, which is uh, all about karmic entanglements, karmic ties. And so basically everything that is holding you back on a karmic level, which we get permission to release, gets released during that. Uh, I don't generally recommend that as a first clearing with me because it is intense and it is something that does require a lot of pre-work. And that's one that uh, it even mentions on your site that you, they really need to get in contact with you if they've not worked yes. with you and so that you can just tune in and check and see if that's even appropriate. Yes, exactly. Uh, sort of an advanced class. I uh, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I have had karmic matrix clearing with Inez. And, uh, you know, it, but it's, it's more if you've done a whole lot of work and, but now you seem stuck, like you're, you're on the plateau. We all know that that's kind of life. It's up the, up the mountain and then there's a new plateau and you hang out there for a little while, rest before you mountain climb again. And, but there's always another mountain and another plateau and another mountain and another plateau. And, and, um, it was, it brought a lot of stuff up, uh, even over time before and after, you know. Um, but amazing work uh, that you're doing there. Thank uh, you. It, it really is. And um, uh, so just get in touch with her. She can, uh, she can tune in and see. Uh, but uh, there are, uh, at least in my way of looking at it, um, there are um, contracts and ideas and beliefs that they're, they're they're really you know I suppose Bashar would call them beliefs that you're holding, but they're not really yours. They're they're from these artificial sources or others or contracts or, but they can easily be sort of in the background where they're not quite uh, apparent. They're not at the forefront, and it helps bring these issues up. It's it's. I almost wanted to say to Genevieve, it's it's issues rise, uh, particularly at times like this. Issues rise simply to be released, and 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 they'll go fairly quickly if as long as you don't sort of bite into them. And why is this here? And why am I doing this again? I cleared this already. I worked on this. Why is this here again? You're now you're holding on to it again. <laughs> of course, we've all been holding on to some of these things for a very long time. 
And yes, and I think that's also really the key to understanding this, that we hold the frequencies of various different incarnations in our energy field. So even though, you know, something may have its origin in a different in a different incarnation, in a different life cycle, it does very much still have an impact on your energy field and on your experience right here, right now. And so when you basically clear that out, clear those old contracts out that are no longer serving you or your highest good, what you are creating is space, on the one hand space, and then on the other hand, basically the the equivalent of a clean slate, which is then filled with divine love on the one hand, and depending on the situation, I will oftentimes also use affirmations to support basically creating new uh, new thought forms that are supportive. Yeah, yeah. It's I often use the metaphor of the jungle. You know, you've got a beaten path that's nice and clear, so it's easy to fall into and follow. And, and but you need to kind of hack a new path. And but once you do, <laughs> then it's a nice clear path. So you know, it's worth it. But it does take time and effort. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little there's a little homework involved and like Bashar says, this people talk about Earth being kindergarten. It's not kindergarten. This is at least a master's level program, if not a PhD. Uh, or as the Elohim say, Earth is not for wimps. Um so Bashar says, Hey, so sometimes the homework's a little rough. It's a master's level program. You can expect that. You know. And now we're kinda of sort of all writing our is it thesis you write when you get a master's? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. And um, if you've ever known someone that's in grad school, during the period that they're writing their thesis, it's not even really wise to socialize with them because they might bite your head off. <laughs> <clears throat> but then they produce this wonderful thing that's that's just this incredible study and, 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 and often does a lot of good for a lot of people. So um, the mothers of the world will tell you that labor sucks sometimes, but that it's worth it. Look at how many of them do it again and again. Once you've had a child, you know that it hurts. They tell me it gets easier. Uh, At least my mother, it got easier with her each birth. But anyway, enough with the metaphors. Uh, So Jean is off to Montreal, and and of course, you know, they have to see the dog and, and all of that. So if tomorrow there's no pictures of Molly on her page, don't anybody get disappointed. Um, but they're going over to Montreal to meet Molly and um, sort of ask Molly if she wants to come be part of their family. Supposedly a black German shepherd, uh, maybe mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, young, I don't know that it's a puppy puppy. Look at me, I've got my eyes closed. I'm trying to tune in and figure out how old the dog is. I'll, I know that helps, but... Um, uh, and, of course, they've got Chico, who's getting older, little bitty, bitty chihuahua. So now that you're going to have this big dog that's young and playful, I would expect. And That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I would I would say that would be an interesting <laughs> experience. Because if I remember correctly, Chico is, uh, what, does, uh, what does Sheen call Chico? <sighs> she had this term, and I don't remember what it was. She didn't use the word crazy. She used something else. Yeah. Um, 
something along the lines of anxious or nervous or yes, but there was a very specific word. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I I, I don't recollect it right now, but um. So this is going to be an an interesting dynamic. Uh, I'm 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 going to say I'm a little bit hesitant on this dynamic. Uh, it's going it's going to take both parties, no, actually all parties, including humans, a little bit of adjusting uh, to get to get all of that sorted with with Chico the Chihuahua and uh, Molly the uh, Black Shepherd. Um, Molly, okay, the age frame I'm getting is somewhere like between. Uh, this is it's always hard, but it feels like um, uh, over definitely over a year old. Um, that's that's the impression that I'm getting. Mm. <sighs> okay, Molly does not seem very calm. She seems a little bit also on the hmm. a- anxious side. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to say a little bit on the protective side. Um, if if um, Jean and her family uh, can get Molly to the point where she feels totally at ease, she will make a great dog for protection and for and very very loyal. But that's going to take a fair amount of work. Yeah, and you know she talks about Chico being a nervous little dog uh, or nervy little dog or uh there's a word you're right and we're not getting it right but um <laughs> it's so funny see jane you need to be here this is <laughs> you're part of the deal uh we need information but but um but i know that chico or i believe that chico feels has come to feel safe uh yeah. and secure there cuz chico will curl up on a on a sweatshirt next to Jean on the bed while she's doing the show sometimes. And um, so who knows? Nervous little Chico might be able to help nervous young Molly feel safe, which might help Molly not be so nervous. Yes. So it's going to take – the essence that I'm getting is that it's going to take, um, you know, quite a bit of time to get everyone adjusted. But it feels like – if they if they really put the time and effort into it, it's going to be very 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 rewarding. Yeah, and they are moving. At least the the plan right now is that they'll be moving at the first of the month. You guys, uh, Gene not being here for a for a show may happen again a time or two because, uh, well, I've she texted me or however sent me a photo through my phone of the stack of boxes and they're all collapsed, but it's still probably a six foot high. I mean, they're all folded flat, but it's still probably five, six foot high pile of boxes. So they're going to be doing that for the next two weeks, but that they will be at a place where they're more off in the country. Uh, And we'll have space, which I've always felt. I don't know if it's always true, but I've always felt that having a really large dog in a really small space like a one-bedroom small apartment, is kind of an ill fit. Uh, and that that's when you really need to find, like, the dog park, the off-leash dog parks and things. Yes, Big definitely. dogs need to move. 
and even little Molly, she, I will occasionally let her off the leash. She's really good about it. She'll chase Mr. Squirrel and tree him, you know, and then they look at each other and sort of do that Mexican standoff thing for a minute. And then she steps right back out onto the sidewalk and stands there and lets me put the leash back on her. And, uh, you know, I make sure there's no other dogs around or anything that might go cuckoo. But uh, dogs, like people, need to move, you know. Molly gets cranky just like I do if I don't get my walks. Yes, and what I'm what I'm also feeling for Big Molly, I'm mm-hmm. going to call her Big Molly, mm-hmm. is that she is going to um, require a lot of exercise and mental stimulation. That's going to be like the most important thing for Molly to have mental stimulation. Yeah, I'm thinking like some of these toys where a treat gets put inside and they have to really work at it to get it out, like puzzles and... um, I'm also seeing... This is interesting. I'm also seeing the image of um, not an agility course, not that, but um, what is that called when you have... um, Gosh, it's not hunting. It's like you... when when Tracking? Yes, tracking, exactly. That's an image I'm I'm receiving right now that that would be something that would be absolutely beneficial for for Molly. That's that's interesting cuz I the first place that came up when I was I was helping her search for dogs in Montreal. We we're both mm-hmm. on Google and on Skype, you know. And the first thing that came up was a a place that breeds Schutzhunds and and Schutzhund is a very specific it's a German Shepherd. German Shepherd training regime where Train, they, yes, yeah, where they, you don't, they don't advertise puppies. They're adults because they train them, and yeah. uh, but they track. They will, uh, they will attack someone with a gun in their hand. Uh, they will attack the gun arm, uh, and one other thing, and uh, it's it's interesting because when I lived in Kerrville. Texas. I had a job for a while where I was security at night. It's a lady that just didn't feel safe sleeping. Uh, And so I was there awake all night and would walk the property a few times. But she had this German Shepherd that was a trained Schutzhund, an award-winning Schutzhund. And and, and she told me, she said, you know, if he comes in here, just be very still and he'll go away. And, you know, but don't mess with the the dog. He's a Schutzhund. He might get you. Mm -hmm. And it was the biggest dumb dog, you know, that uh, just a big, sweet dog that would come in and visit with me at night, you know. Was a little bit distant, maintained a little distance, but was a very loving puppy, just like I've always found dogs to be. Ah, uh, we have, do we have time for a call? I have a question. If not, it's cool. We're right at 8.30. We have the time on the radio airwaves. You've got the time, Inez? It's, uh, yes, I do. It's our dear friend, Janet. The uh, heart and soul of uh, inner child, multimedia empire. She's a multimedia mogul, Janet Caldwell. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Janet. Hi, Inez. How are you? Hi, Rick. Very okay. well, thank you. How are you? I I am totally groovy. That's my hippie <laughs> word. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Mogul <laughs> boots and all. Um, listen, my my uh, question or thought or or whatever 
you know, I, I missed the first part of the show, but I'm very well aware of who you are. Um, and I don't know if, if how aware you are about me, besides the inner child thing, but um, I, well, let me just tell you, and, and then you tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was, um, I'd love to walk through graveyards, right? Okay. And I love to re- I love to read the old headstones, and many times I um, I know this may sound silly to some, but I am totally in communion with the trees, and um, I mean every living being. This one particular day, I a, a crow, which they they used to scare me, and, and this is many years ago, a, a crow. Like was up at the top of this tree. He was squawking at me, flapping his wings, and it kind of freaked me out. And then I, I, I just looked up at him and I said, "Okay, what do you want? I, I know you want something, you know." And so he flew over to this um, particular area of the, this graveyard, and uh, which wasn't too far, you know. I could keep up with him, and. Um, there was um like this family section and um they had it, you know, sectioned off very nicely and I was looking at, you know, all the family names and they all they all matched and the crows like squawking at me like, No, no, that, that that's not it, that's not it and um so I I you know, sort of stepped over that little low fence area and I saw the same last name of a, a very old headstone, and it was turned backwards. And it, it, as I said, it was the same last name, and the crow seemed to be happy that I was looking at that one. And then I realized I sort of started communing with this spirit or this what used to be a human in in that you know their their bones were buried there let's put it that way mm-hmm. and um they told me that they were the black sheep of the family and um you know they they were not allowed to be buried you know with the family in the family section but just outside and they had turned the the headstone around and the spirit seemed to be very upset. And so, um, you know, I I just talked to this spirit and communed with this spirit. And uh, we had a nice conversation. The spirit actually crossed over to wherever it was, you know, that they were going. I'm not going to presume to know where they were going. Um, let's just say into the light, for lack of a better term, okay? Mm-hmm. Um and then when that happened, the crow flew up nearly in my face and, you know, kind of flapped his wings a little bit and moved on. Okay. So do you think the crow is a messenger? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is so beautiful. The story is so beautiful on so many levels. 
because what's happened what happened is that you basically you know followed your own inner knowing and followed mm-hmm. the crow to exactly where the crow wanted you to be and then you helped the spirit go into the light mm-hmm. let's just use mm-hmm. that terminology because it's right, the easiest right. one to use and with that um you basically fulfilled um the request and what i'm hearing here is that you actually fulfilled the request of the entire family so the family wow. that was on the other side of the fence mhm they really wanted to have this other spirit move into the light toward them and you were the one who, who was able to end up uh, so. Uh, who, so you are the person who was able to um, to do that. So the crow then flew into basically at you toward your face, and that was that to me. Even though it's very disconcerting, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'd probably uh, at that point be a little bit off balance. Might have a little if, shiver if that would if that would happen. But that was the crow's way of thanking you awesome beautiful thank you and i sort of thought that and i just wondered what you thought about that absolutely Uh, perfect and i used to be terrified of crows but i i'm no longer you know since that day and as i said that was a few years ago and um you know not that i want to hang out with crows all the time because they might come peck your eyes out but But that was that was the gift that you received in return. Oh, that's beautiful. That is the so beautiful. That, that you received in return was uh, to be able to release your fear of crows. That's really a big gift. It really is. That, that, no, you know, that was the gift, and I think the biggest gift was was to me because I, you know, I no longer fear them. Yes. Yes. You know, you, and, and I'm very, very happy that that the other spirit, you know, and, and again, for lack of a better term, was able to cross over into the light or wherever it is that they needed to go. Because mm-hmm. I could literally feel them, I could feel first the almost like a sadness mm-hmm. and an angst, and, and and then I felt them gone. And then yeah. that's when the crow flew, flew, you know, like, I mean, we were nose to nose. And <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But looking back, I thought, well, maybe he's just kind of saying, thank you. You did your job. You know, I don't know. Yes. That's 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 exactly exactly it. Yeah. Exactly it, and and the real beauty is that the the rest of the family that was on the other side of the uh, of the fence, the spirits, Uh really wanted this spirit to come into the light, to join join them. So it's it's really an amazing story. It really is. It was like the the rest of the family was on the other side, waiting to welcome with loving open arms. And the spirit that he worked with was was scared that that they were over there waiting to beat him up or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. There's almost always a paradox in fear. Whatever it is you fear, the exact opposite is likely to be going on. And 
you know, it, it's that is just so awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I like the wonderful radio. I will go back to headphones and um, chill out. But, you know, since you are the animal lady, I thought, well, what better person to ask? (laughs) Exactly. She occasionally works with wild animals. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a few other stories, but I won't go there. We don't have time. (laughs) Do you ever do do headstone rubbings where the, the paper and the charcoal and... Oh, of course. Of course. course. See? Of course. I am a graveyard freak. When I was up in the hill country, there were the Texas hill country, the Kerrville area, Lukenbox right there. I used to go on weekends all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, but there's also just a bazillion little tiny family graveyards. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I see that too. And I, I love, like, you know, whether it's the big, giant, fancy graveyards with the mausoleums or the old. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend lives um, at Lake Ray Hubbard, which is, you know, just outside of Dallas. And on the way to her house, you know, it's all grown over. You really can't see it. And um, one day I just happened to stop my car at this particular uh, place on the way to her house, and you know she had been having a lot of uh, paranormal activity go on in, in her home, and it's it scared her. I you know I loved it because you know I love that kind of thing, but it scared her. And and I found out I stopped the car, and I found out I saw this fence, and that's wow. basically all you could see. But I snuck in there one night about three o'clock in the morning. And there's a graveyard back there, and it her property. I did some research. Her property is on a what used to be a, a slave plantation. You know, African American, and all these um, slaves are buried in this this one little section. You know that you really can't see from the road, and. Um, I don't know. I, somehow I always seem to find them. But anyway, I'm not going to keep you guys. I am not going to keep you because I could go on. And yeah. On well, and on. And we're having we're having connection problems with cell phone. Uh, okay. You're coming and okay. going now, but. Uh, okay, I'm I'm going to hang up. Stick and, with and stick with your instincts, there, Angel. And uh, I will. I've always Thank called you an earth angel, and you are. You're going back there, and you're just going and having some appreciation for a space like that that was slighted, so to speak, can be exactly. a release for dozens. It's amazing. Exactly. Um, okay, well, th- thank you, Rick, and thank you, Inez, and thank I you so much now, for calling and- in. Yeah. You're very well, and thank you so much, Inez. I just love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so we throw Janet back on the couch. Uh, I want to thank everybody for staying with us a little over time. We always have that extra 30-minute cushion so that we can uh, get – because uh, we we have the most awesome things that happen right at closing time. So it's, it's like it builds through the show. Sort of? A little? 
It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, we start off with the boyfriend dead relative questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's just to get the pipes warmed up. Um, oh, yeah, Jason, we could do two hours. Through, we could do three. It, it's... Uh, uh, we often get in here. This is my passion: is talking to people, hearing their story, helping them spread that light around. And so then the people we bring on, I try to get them into their passion, so they'll share their passion. And wow, how cool is that? I do that all night. It's hard for me to go to sleep when I get off after shows. Um, anyway, uh, tales around the campfire. Janet says that's exactly it. Uh, I'll add that for closing is this idea that, you know, if we were, if we were off and we were playing this wild game, you know, like we were, I don't know, at, at a Renaissance festival and we spent all day sort of living in this pretend world, uh, at night when it was done, wouldn't we all sort of gather around the campfire and tell each other the stories of the adventures we had during the day? And uh, that's kind of what we do here at Everyday Connection. So, we have Santosh Badari is going to be with us live from Nepal on Thursday night and is going to talk about his he couldn't find an organization that was going for peace instead of against war, so he just made one. And now he's going to be up in the middle of the night to be live with us from uh, from Nepal. So everybody join us Thursday. And until then, stay connected. And Big thanks, Inez, for being with us again. We look forward to having you next month. Everybody go visit VisionaryLifeConsultant.com, okay? Thank you very much. Good night. Night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at EverydayConnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash everyday connection think you might miss an episode no problem subscribe to our show on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection Show some brotherly or whateverly love and get yourself one today. Right now at Papa John's, get a large Philly or any large specialty Papa John's pizza for just 12 bucks. Yes, 12 bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. At participating U.S. stores, prices may vary. Taxes tip and fee extra. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee... You can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted.
We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.